The following presentation was recorded at the Newbury Buddhist Monastery, Victoria, Australia. Please visit our website at nbm.org.au. Good evening. Welcome to a Monday night evening guided meditation by the Buddhist Society of Victoria and Newbury Buddhist Monastery. Okay, so <clears throat> I would like to introduce myself. So um, I'm Bante Chunda, and I'm from uh, Bodhiyana Monastery, and uh, I was recently from Malaysia uh, and migrated to um, Australia when I was seven years old. Uh. Mm. I've been a monk for about roughly um, eleven years, uh, and this is my fifth time back here in Newbury Buddhist Monastery, supporting the monastery and also supporting the Buddhist Society of, oh sorry, the uh, Buddhist Society of Victoria. Because uh, normally I spend half my time in, um, in Newbury Buddhist Monastery and the other half the time in, uh, in Bodhiyana Monastery. So uh, six months in Perth, in uh, Bodhiyana Monastery with Arjun Brown and six months in uh, Newbury Buddhist Monastery in Victoria. So sometimes when I give a garden meditation over there, I get mixed up uh, to which, which monastery I'm staying uh, and which, support, which um, Buddhist society I'm supporting. Uh. And sometimes it's quite embarrassing. Uh, when I'm down in Perth, I say, uh, welcome to the Buddhist society of Victoria. And actually I'm, I'm in, um, in Western Australia. And when I'm down here, uh, sometimes I make the mistake of saying, welcome to the Buddhist society of Western Australia. But actually I'm in Victoria. Uh. So, please, uh, I apologize for that. <laughs> okay, so with this um, guided meditation, so basically the format is uh, I give an introduction, I just did this now, and I talk about a bit of meditation, and also when the, the guided meditation is fin finished, then we will open for any question and answer. So if you're um, join on, on this live um, guided meditation. After the guided meditation, you are welcome to just ask any question, any question if you like it. Yes. So hopefully you should take about roughly one hour for the whole thing to wrap up. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, being a Buddhist monk is quite interesting because you see the first year you're in training as a uh, anigarika, a person in white, yeah? Uh, just doing the chores in the monastery. Then you are then as a novice monk, just basically the halfway point now, um, to before be becoming a full uh, uh, monastic or day monastic. Then after the first year as a trainee, then the second year as a uh, novice monk, then you are then as a uh, a full a full bhikkhuna. Then you you meant to stay in the monastery and practice for five years and train up, but in that time. Uh, you see, after a few rains, uh, a few years in robe, uh, then uh, it's required to volunteer and do some teaching uh, around different places. So some of the interesting places that we go and teach, uh, meditation, uh, guided meditation, is, is uh, close to the monastery. Uh, a few kilometers from the monastery is a prison farm. So the monks go there quite often to give teaching uh, in the prison farm um, there's a bit of Dharma talk and guided meditation every Friday night. Then on 
Tuesday night, yeah, the monks are required to uh, go down to the um, um, next to the hospital uh, in the Armadale uh, meditation uh, group uh, to give them teaching. Uh, so it's basically next to the next to the hospital, uh, and also for the senior monks uh, after ten years to go down to the uh, local Buddhist center uh, up up in the city uh, in Dhammaloka uh, to give the um, Friday night. Um, Garden meditation and Dharma talk. Mm. And sometimes myself, when I go to overseas, I go and visit my family. Sometimes uh, I'm invited to do a bit of Dharma talks and also retreats and garden meditation. So it's quite interesting. I've been a monastic. After a few years, you tend to travel a lot and give a lot of places where you give Dharma talk and garden meditation. And um, yeah, and and I came to um, the Buddhist society of Victoria, especially to uh, Newbury Buddhist Monastery, yeah, to basically just help out my friend that this is a new monastery and we're starting at in the beginning and there's a lot of work required. Uh, so I came here to support one of my friends uh, that's helping, that's just established monastery yeah, and there was a lot of work low. Uh, so I came over here and I saw there's a lot of work that I decided to stay on. Uh, um, for a few months, they turned up to about, about half a year. Now it's about one, almost one. About, we're staying here maybe maybe six months or maybe even a year. So we stay here and just support this place. So in the beginning, a lot of hard work. And just to get this this place built and established. But it's, this is by the 7th of September, in a few days' time. Um, this monastery will be seven years old. So um, looking back from the beginning, into now, so much work has been done, and now the monks and nuns have their own place. So coming back and staying in this place, I always have a lot of gratitude for all the work and support that everyone put in, and we have a very nice place to stay and practice. It's quite peaceful. I think New Road Buddhist Monastery is one of the most um, serene and peaceful places I stay in, and uh, it means a lot in my heart because I gave a lot of support in the beginning when it was during a hard time of uh, just getting this place set up. A few, few people coming, few support. But now things have changed, yeah? and the monsters will establish. Yeah? So and we have a lot of people coming yeah? and supporting this place. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, but due to the um, the restriction go to, due to the coronavirus, yeah? it's been very quiet. Yeah? But hopefully once things clear, yeah? things will go back to normal. Yeah, mm. yeah. so... It's quite interesting uh, because um, with meditation, uh, there's always a lot of benefit uh, in teaching meditation. Uh, in the beginning, I go into meditation because I realized it was actually good for my my mental well-being uh, and also for my health. Uh. So I practice meditation a lot uh, when I was working out my mind. Uh, it actually improved my anxiety uh, and depression. Uh. And also the other thing I noticed, uh, it also improved my health uh, to the point uh, where I, I got a lot of energy and I hardly get sick these days because um, when I feel tired, when I feel like I have a cold or sickness coming, uh, I would just sit and just do meditation. Uh, and this meditation uh, just just a way of healing this body uh, and regenerating this body uh, to get the energy and the peace back. Uh, then when you when you relax the body and you generate, uh, relax the mind, you get a lot of um, mental bliss uh, and a lot of pity in the body, a lot of peace, peace and happiness, and that bring back a lot of energy in this body. So it's quite quite interesting. Like 
before coming here, I took a shower and I was using the um, the the body washer and the body washer is saying natural anti-stress body washer. I was going, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> so it's like um, we take a shower to clean this body, to refresh this body and uh, just to feel good because um, when you work hard, when you're out there doing a lot of things uh, and just during the day, uh, when you go back, you take a shower, you clean the body uh, and it's nice and refresh. Same with the mind. Uh, so we sit and we meditate, uh, especially we have a long, hard day of work uh, or we're busy just writing emails and do a lot of different chores at home. Uh, it's always good uh, to just have a break, rest the mind uh, and just clear all the basically the mental defilements uh, from the mind and just refresh the mind so we take a shower to refresh the body same with meditation meditation we sit down we close the eye refresh the mind refresh this body just to refresh the mind and body and allow this energy allow the mind to become peaceful and allow the body to, re to recover it's quite interesting because in um, Bodhiyana Monastery, uh, the monks go out to teach at the Kanat Reason Farm. It's a few kilometers uh, from the monastery. So every Friday evening, uh, the monks will go up there. You see, it's all volunteers. So the monks will go up there to give some Dharma talks and guided meditation, many guided meditation. So a few um, of the um, prisoners will come uh, to uh, attend the garden meditation. One time, Ajahn Brown was saying that he was so busy uh, that um, he and some of the monks stopped going to the prison farm. Then later on, the, um, the, the prison rang up uh, and asked the monks to come back to the monks, come back to the prison uh, to teach. Uh, and Ajahn was saying that, yeah, the monks are very busy. We've got so many diff different teaching appointments uh, and he can't really go back to the prison, but the prison um, staff say, please come back. Because they find that if the monks are there give, giving guided meditation, that the prisoners are very well behaved. And it's just easy to manage when they go for the guided meditation. And when they do leave their prison term, they go back home. A lot of them don't reoffend and go back to the prison system. So they, they come better um, season when they release. So that's one benefit that I heard. The monks going down to the prison farm to teach. And one place that we also teach is the Amadeo meditation class. Because uh, there is a class there for meditation and a lot of the um, patient is recommended by a doctor to go there and just learn meditation. And the doctors say, one thing they realize uh, if when the the um, patient go to the meditation class, uh, they tend to recover uh, a lot faster uh, than those patients that don't go for the meditation class. Uh. And some of them got really serious chronic, chronic cancer uh, or sickness. Uh. And sometimes, even if they don't recover, uh, sometimes they end up living longer and they are more happier and more relaxed. Uh. Yeah. Going there teaching is quite interesting. Sometimes I meet some people uh, that have a lot of really bad sickness uh, and sometimes you wonder, oh, they might not make it. Uh. 
but sometimes you go back there, month after month, year after year, and they're still there. So you realize they're accepting their sickness uh, and making peace with the body. Uh, and that will allow the body and the mind to heal a lot better. Uh. And sometimes you do recover uh, in some very rare cases uh, when there's no other hope uh, left. So meditation is quite interesting and also very powerful. So that's some of the benefits that I am um, being a Buddhist monk teaching that I heard. So I go to Malaysia to do some teaching. Yeah? And one time I went to teach in a place and there was about, I think, roughly about over 20 retreatants. They came for some kind of... Um, a weekend meditation class, a three-day, three, Friday to Sunday meditation class. So it was myself and, and a friend of mine. So my friend was leading the um, the three-day meditation. And I was just there visiting my my family. So he invited me to join the meditation and to help teach. And it's quite interesting because when you teach, you realize that a lot of people, they really need to find peace and happiness. And uh, yeah, it's good to teach. And there was a person during the interview that came out and spoke to me. Uh, and he was asking advice. Uh, he said that he's got cancer in, in the in the throat. And she operated and got it removed. Uh, but after a year, he came back. Uh, and she asked me, what should you do? Should he remove the cancer or just leave it alone? I say, any day, it's up to you. You decide, it is your choice. But since you're in this meditation retreat, just practice. Don't worry. Don't worry about the future. Just just practice in this moment. And most important thing, be very gentle to yourself. Have a lot of loving kindness to yourself and to this body. As much as possible. It's quite interesting because I think that was the first time learning meditation and when the meditation class was finished we did ask her how things go and from what she described it's quite interesting she described that when she was meditating that her mind became very fast, very peaceful she became very calm and her body and she felt it went into this deep peace of stillness and calm and the body slowly fade away and vanish and she felt a lot of peace and happiness within the body when the body was gone and the calmness and the peace of the mind and the next thing she described is quite interesting she described the, the calm and the peace and this radiant light just came out from her mind and she went into the mind and went into the light and it was so peaceful then as she came out for meditation she felt came back to the body and she felt the pain in the body, but her mind was at, at peace and at rest. And it's funny, she was the only person that had the best meditation in the retreat. So when people are having a difficult time and they're suffering in the mind, sometimes the only release is to let things go. Let the mind go and let the body rest. Because it's quite interesting. When we drop all our, fence, our senses and drop our mind, then we learn to calm and disappear. 
if you look at some of the uh, documentaries on YouTube or read books, uh, and when people have near-death experience, uh, is when they basically have an accident, or they pass away, or they die. And then what they describe uh, is the body vanish and disappear, and the mind stop, and what's left is just calm and stillness. And they describe sometimes they're in a very dark place, and then this is like going through a dark tunnel. Then at the end of the tunnel, this really bright radiant light to come out. And they say, wow, it's incredible, happiness and bliss. But in Buddhism, we know what it is. It's just when you shut down the five senses, all you see is this radiant mind that disappears. So that's one reason why Buddhist monks and lay people in monastic practice meditation is we calm, we calm the mind, we allow things to settle, and relax this body, and we allow the five senses to slowly shut down, and slowly go into peace, emptiness, and stillness. Yep. So it's like that we are basically disappearing. But when we know, the more we disappear, the more we let go, the more happier, happier we become, and the more free we become. Okay, so uh, yeah, so that's, that's a nice little story that they tell. Eh? Mm. Okay, so now we will start the guided meditation. Mm. So, please sit comfortable. You can sit on the chair, sit cross-legged. If you find that you please sit cross-legged, there's too much pain or cramp, don't. please and just sit on the chair or even the couch. The most important thing is to allow this body to be as comfortable as possible. So please sit on the chair, on the couch or on the floor on the cushion. Once you're sitting constantly, gently bring your awareness up to your face. It's always good to start with the body and to ground your awareness to the body first. So with your awareness in front of your face, take a big breath, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in peace, breathe out relax, breathe in refreshment, breathe out letting go, and just breathe naturally. It's always good to use our breathing as an object, because when we breathe in, we breathe in life force into this body and into this mind. Breathing is a way to refresh the body and mind. Just breathe naturally. 
as you're breathing naturally. We always start with the body scanning first. Always ground your awareness to this body. So we start from our top of our head. Relax our head. Relax our forehead. Relax our face. Relax. Relax. Make sure it's nice and comfortable. Loosen our back of our head and relax. Relax our neck. Relax our throat. Make it nice and soft and at ease. We gently bring our awareness to our upper soldier, left and right. Make sure it's nice and relaxed. Relax. Relax our upper body. Make sure it's nice and relaxed. Not tense, nice and loose. and at ease. Now, we bring awareness to our, our arms, our right and our left arms. Should be nice and loose, loose and comfortable. So please, Loosen your hands, your arms. Make it nice and soft and relax. Relax both our arms. Now, we gently bring awareness down to our hands. Both our hands. Make sure it's nice and comfortable. Relax our hands. Relax our finger. Make it comfortable. Loosen it as much as possible. Relax. The more relax our arm, our fingers, then relax and loosen things loosen any stiffness then it allows our energy our chi to flow freely through our body any parts of our body that's a bit tense or tight we relax them relax as fast as possible the more relaxed the more this body can heal itself Relax, relax. Now, we gently bring awareness to our upper back. Our back should be nice and straight, but not too rigid. rigid. So, let's relax. 
relax our back relax relax and let it become loose now we bring awareness down to our tummy especially if we just finish a nice dinner then we can just relax our tummy make sure our waist is not too tight our belt is not too tight loosen your belt just loosen your waist make sure it is relaxed and comfortable relax your tummy relax relax now we gently bring our awareness down to our lower back where is sitting on the cushion or the couch or the chair we just make sure it's not too tight on the sitting on the cushion move it around make it as comfortable as possible and just relax relax our lower back on the seat relax loosen make it soft make it loose now we bring gently bring awareness to our right and left legs make sure we're sitting as comfortable as possible it's not tense not tight it's nice and loose and we relax our leg both our leg relax relax our leg relax now we bring our awareness to our foot to our sole, toe to our sole our foot our left and right foot make sure it's loose and relaxed and comfortable our foot is a part of our body that will work the hardest when we wake up in the morning when we go to work or when we're doing chores around the house or property so it's good to make it relax as possible and just make sure it's nice and comfortable and loose so we relax our foot our toe relax see as possible as much as possible let's allow our circulation of blood to flow nicely easily now we bring our awareness to our whole body just feel any part of our body that is stiff that is tense that is tight and we just relax and loosen 
to our body as much as possible. The more we relax, the looser our parts becomes and the easier for our blood circulation to flow. So, with the body quite relaxed and at ease and comfortable, we now we slowly bring our awareness slowly up to our face. Then we are aware of our breathing, breathing out and breathing in gently and softly so we breathe in peace we breathe out calm we breathe in peace we breathe out letting go letting go letting go use our breathing just breathing Peace and breathe out, relax. As awareness is aware on our breathing in and out gently, we use our breath to calm this mind and to calm this body. Calm, calm, calm the body, calm our thoughts. Calm our mind. Meditation is not about stopping the thoughts. It's about calming our thoughts, calming our busy mind, and allowing things to rest and be at ease. We stay with the breath, stay in this present moment. Awareness is where we find our peace and happiness. We let go of the past, it's already happened. The future is very uncertain. This is the most important time so we stay in this present moment 
awareness stay on this body stay within this body stay within this mind and within this breath we use our breath as a guide as a refuge as a safety point to calm to feel safe to breathe in this life force of peace calm and stillness just breathe gently We are aware of our breathing, breathing in. Feel our freshness of our breath going in and going out, refreshing our lung, refreshing this body, refreshing our mind.
fine. Your mind is still wandering. It's okay. Our mind is always used to being very busy. It's okay. If it does wander, slowly, gently, bring awareness gently back to our breath. Especially if we have a busy day at work or with family, our mind will sometimes have thoughts of what happened through the day, worry and also concern. You just have to remind yourself now is not the time to worry. This is the only time that I have to let go, let go and be at ease. Stay with this breath, stay within this body and mind. This is the only time that I can be at ease and free. So we stay with our breath. Our breath is our safety line. We stay with our breath. It's where we find comfort and ease and peace. you find your mind and your body is too tense it's always good to have a loving loving kindness to oneself it's good to say may I be happy be may I be at peace may I not worry about our future and pass. May I be free from suffering, free from anxiety, free from uncertainty. May I abide in peace and happiness within this moment. May I be well and happy.
time to time, we bring awareness back to our body, feel any part of our body, it's our hand, our legs, our back, any tightness, any pain, any tension, and we gently relax any part of our body, loosen it, let it be at ease. The more we relax and make this body peaceful, the more peacefulness of body we feel when the body is calm and relaxed again. We gently bring awareness back to our breath. The more we relax, the easier for this body to slowly disappear and vanish into peace and stillness.
as things become more calm and more tranquil, as the mind and the, and the body become more tranquil and calm, we stay within this body and this mind, within this breath. So for the next few minutes, see how much we can calm our senses, calm our body, and calm our thoughts. With, it, with the peacefulness of the breath, we use our tranquil and peaceful time moment just to calm everything down so please please enjoy the tranquility for the next few minutes
Okay, so we'll finish off the meditation. Okay, so I'll ring the gong three times. So gently come out for the meditation. Be aware of your body and be aware of your mental state. It's always good to reflect before and after the meditation how you feel, how peaceful you feel inside and how it's like after and before the meditation. So that way you see the benefit of allowing the body to be peaceful, calm and allow the mind to be quiet and tranquil. I see the benefit having a peaceful mind. When there's peace then there is awareness. Okay, so I would like to invite any of the um, guests uh, if they have any questions. Uh. We have one question, Pante. Yes. So the question is, as a monastic, does boredom come up in your practice sometimes? Oh, Can yes. you please speak about this? Yes. How do you deal with this? Yes, so for monastic, uh, especially in the, um, the first, first few years, uh, it does come out, come out quite often. Uh, and um, when you do come out, uh, sometimes we have to learn to um, just do something different, have a break, um, do a bit of study, do a bit of work or even go for um, a walk around the monastery because sometimes boredom is something that comes up quite often eh? because um, in the monastery, the first few months is the, we call it the honeymoon period eh? but after when the meditation not doing so well, eh? you see the, the restlessness and the boredom does come out and when they come out, eh? um, it does take, take a while for those energy to basically just, especially I find with myself when, when I was a younger monk, um, sometimes if the meditation is doing well, it's great. If the meditation is not doing well, then it feels like um, these thoughts, these memories, it's like almost like a storm in our mind. It comes and it seems like it's coming out from nowhere and we cannot stop the thoughts and that's why I realized no matter how much we force to sit down for 
hours and put effort into washing our breath. Uh, the thoughts are always there. It comes from basically just being restless. The only way is to sit with it and just allow those energy uh, to calm down. As it calm down more and more, then we realize that uh, it's a scorching condition, especially if we've been very busy uh, before we go on a retreat. Uh. So one thing I find, uh, the more, uh, the harder I work, the more I do, uh, then all this energy do arise. It's basically all calmer. So when, do, uh, when they do arise, uh, we have to sit down and just work through it skillfully uh, with wisdom. Uh. So when I find that if, if my mind is very busy uh, and very restless, uh, I can't sit. So I'll go out, go for a walk in the monastery, in the forest. Uh. Then, then when I come back, uh, then it's just easier uh, to sit uh, because those energy need to go out. So I find that if I go for, if I can't do sitting meditation, I do walking meditation and just walk back and forward for half an hour or one hour. And then when I sit, then it's nice and peaceful. So there's many techniques we can do. So if you sit and you find that your mind is like a storm, please get up. Please do some walking meditation. Once you walk, eh, allow those energy eh, just to calm and just go out eh, into the body, into our our movement. Eh. First of all, walking meditation is actually very beneficial. So when you walk up and down, because this is a, I say, a exercise you do, eh, but you're staying in one place, walking back and forth. Eh. So all the awareness is gone into your feet, into your touch of your feet going right and left. Uh. So your awareness is focused on that, uh, on the movement. Uh. Then when you are in the zone uh, of walking back and forward, uh, then the mind becomes calm and the awareness is there. So when, when once the awareness is there, then you find that your thoughts become more calmer. Uh. Then go back to sitting meditation. Uh. Then you find it easier uh, to stay with this body. Uh and stay with the breath, and stay with the mind. Yep. So, you find that you're getting bored, eh? please try some walking meditation. Eh? Because it can be quite very beneficial eh? practice. Thank you. Next question. When I meditate, I have heaviness in my chest. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of it, and it seems I can't breathe properly. Mm. How can I ease this tension? Okay, thank it's, you. It's okay. Sometimes, um, if we have a lot of concern with the um, with the world, with what's happening, it's normal. This is basically all karma that's arising. Because the reason why I say that is, when I was doing meditation um, in Janagro Retreat Center, or even in Malaysia. And people that sit down meditation, they will tell me that oh, when they sit down meditation, they feel a lot of pain in the leg, pain in the back, and a lot of um, pain or pressure and tension in the body, and they can't sit still properly. It's like a lot of um, 
um, tightness coming in the body, yeah? in the arms, in the chest, in the back, in it, especially in the head. Lah. And I asked him, what's going on? And they, they, they told me that, oh, I can't meditate. I feel so much pain and anger coming out. Lah. And I say, okay, so uh, are you holding anything, anything in your heart? Lah? And they say, oh, um, when I sit down, lah, it's all this tightness come out. Lah. And one lady told, was telling me yeah, that at work, yeah, he was having a hard time with the boss. <laughs> the boss was giving him her a hard time. So um, all this energy and tightness came, came out with service on the body. Yeah. So I say sometimes you just got to learn to forgive the people at work or even in the family. Because sometimes when we hold things in our heart too, for too long, yeah, a lot of tightness and stiffness do come out in our body. Yeah. So those are just old energy and um, um, coming, out, coming out from our body. Yeah. Because it takes a while yeah, for this energy or old karma yeah, to dissipate. Yeah. But sometimes I find that if, if I got into too much argument yeah, with other people, yeah, I find that if I sit down, yeah, it, it, there's always a bit of tension coming out in the body. I notice it. Yeah then I just have to learn to basically forgive myself. Uh, I just remind myself, it's okay. I'm a human being, yeah? And when things happen, uh, I have to forgive myself. Uh, and more I forgive myself, the more I forgive other people, uh, the, more, the more I can let go uh, and become free. Uh. Just like this concept of non-self is very important. If you think there's an I, there's a me and an I, and a mind, then we will suffer. Uh. If there's no one there, and there's no one to hold on to, no problem to hold on to, then we are free. That's why when we sit down, it's very hard to let things go. But if we can stay with the breath and calm our senses, then we can be free. Thank you. Is Ajahn Brahm going to do his normal BSWA Dharma talk sometime in the future. I haven't heard from him for a long while now. Yes. I hope he's well. Yes, he's he's doing well. And um and he does give um Dharma talk uh, mainly to the monastic and to lay people that's that's on retreat uh, um during the three months wasala. So the three months wasala, the monks and the nuns uh, who stay in the monastery uh, to mainly just, just work on their practice, work on the meditation and the study. So in those three months period, Ajahn Brown used to give very deep talks. So he giving talks a lot on the deep state of meditation and the five candles and how to let go and deepen our meditation. Those practices are very advanced. So normally it's, it's not given up to um, public, public um, um, talks because um, uh, sometimes they're too um, deep to, to understand. Basically, it's about non-self and letting go. Yep. So, um, yeah, so Archie Brown is doing well. And I think he's going on retreat on Wednesday. Yeah? And I'm going on retreat on Wednesday too. Yes. So uh, I'll be away for on retreat, silent retreat for for two weeks. So, yeah, so Archie Brown, when, he, when we all finish our three months wasala, then Ajahn Brown will be back out from, from the retreat in the monastery and he'll be giving talks again.
Thank you. There was a last question, but no okay. further question now. Yes. So, yeah. So, in this time of uncertainty, uncertainty in the world, when we look at the news, and there's a lot of, like we say, problems. Uh, when there's a lot of darkness in the world, uh, it's, it's always good to go inwards uh, and just instead of complaining about the darkness in the world uh, it's always good to light light a light yeah, in your heart uh, instead of complaining the darkness uh. sorry Bante just uh, one last question just came up okay, Can I, please. do you want to answer the question? yes, yes yep. I'm happy uh, the question is I have my altar in my bedroom mm-hmm. I heard that you should not you shouldn't have the Buddha statue in the bedroom. Any advice? Oh, it's, it's okay. If you find it's in your room and you find that you, you feel quite peaceful, it's fine. Because most of the monks where we live is in a small little hut. And in the hut is basically where we, we sleep, where we practice, and where we study. And there's, there's usually always a Buddha uh, statue or altar in, in in where we sleep la. so it's fine la. it's just to remind us la, on the the Buddha Dharma and the Sangha la. and um, if you do find that um, um, it is a concern la, then you can always set up a, a small meditation la, altar place la, where you can go and have a quiet time and practice meditation and study la, study the Buddha teaching la. but you find that if it's in your bedroom and you're quite peaceful, it's okay. Yep. So it's, it's depends on everyone. Uh, because for the monks, we, we, we do have an altar uh, in, our, in our bedroom. Uh, yes. Because our, our kutis are quite small. It's about maybe three or four meters uh, by, by across on the other side. Yeah. So we have little, little simple huts. Uh. Okay, so I think that's all the questions. Uh. So just one just came up. Okay, so one more. Just probably okay, the last yes, please, one. Please. If I begin to feel pain after 20 or so minutes mm-hmm. sitting in lotus, yes. and my meditation is disturbed, mm. is it better to just begin in a chair or should I practice sitting with it? I mean, you know, on um, sitting down yes. in lotus. I've, regardless if you're sitting full lotus or cross leg on the ground or on the chair, it doesn't matter. Like. Because the most important thing uh, is to make this body as comfortable as possible, uh, then uh, let it go. The more we let go of this body, uh, the more tranquil and peaceful we become. Because I've been, I've been teaching meditation for a few years, and I spoke to some people uh, that are sitting on the floor or sitting on the chair. Uh, and I do notice uh, people that sit on the chair, uh, um, Comfortably, and they do get in a very deep meditation where the, the body vanishes and the mind becomes very still. Yep. So it's not important if you sit on the floor or on the chair. The most important thing is sit comfortably and let the body go. Because for uh, Asian practitioner, sometimes we use to sitting on, on the floor, but for uh, people that's newer to the Buddhist practice, sometimes they find that if they sit on the chair, it's a lot more comfortable. Yep, and it's, it's, the worst thing is sitting through pain. 
Yeah. Even myself, when I first started doing meditation, I sat on the couch. Yep. And I sat on the couch. It was easy to get into deeper meditation, sitting on the couch. Then I cross leg on the floor. But as I become a monastic, when you sit in front of lay people, give a Dharma talk, then I'll sit cross-legged on the cushion. And after one or two hours, sometimes there's so much pain pain on my on my knees. Like, it feel numb, I can't even get up. I had to force myself up. So it took me a few years before I overcome that pain. So even for monastic, it is quite um, um, damaging to sit through pain because we have like one or two monastic that force themselves through pain and they, they manage to damage their knees. So their, their leg is always in pain all the time and because they force itself into uh, the lotus position and sometimes it, it's a bit sad but some of them have to sit on chairs now. So please take care of your body. Don't force yourself. Yeah. Because meditation is about letting go and making things relax. Don't please don't go through, don't sit through pain. That's 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 the wrong practice. <laughs> okay, I hope that's all the questions. Yes. Thank you, Bhante. I think that was the last question. Okay, so good night. Sleep well and sweet dreams. And always remember when there's darkness in the world, self complaining about the the darkness of the world, always light a, a light in your heart. Okay, thank you. Bye bye.